It's Monday, uh, which here at Breakthrough Marketing Secrets means it's Mailbox Monday, the day that I open up my mailbox and I answer your questions about copywriting, marketing, business building, and more. Today, today I'm going to answer a question about is copywriting evil? And I'm going to pull on insights from Joe Polish, Jay Abraham, Claude Hopkins, Dan Sullivan, and of course, throughout, you're going to get my own insights and perspectives on that. Let's start by diving into the Mailbox Monday question. All right, so uh, today's question, I'll give it to you straight. I'm a complete newbie in the copywriting space as someone who's drifted for much of my 20s searching for something to deliver me from the monthly paycheck to paycheck misery. I feel you. I never found my calling, so I'm wondering now if this is it, whether I've arrived. My main concern with diving deep into copywriting is the manipulation of desires and the ethical breaches involved, though you have covered this in another article elsewhere, but that's my brief introduction. Looking to gain some valuable insights from your newsletter. Thank you, SD. Um, and don't forget, there's a link in the description to ask me your question. Uh, if you would, uh, if, if you'd like to submit that, you can also like and subscribe here to get more content like this from me. All right, so I don't, I don't often talk about that. I'm, I'm mostly talking about how to do copywriting and how to be more effective at copywriting. And, um, and, and yet, I, you know, this is something that I think about on a regular basis. So um, what I will say is that this person, it sounds like they come from this place of anti-persuasion elitism, that they have basically been, you know, pop culture out there often makes, makes out the salesperson, the marketer, the whoever to be a, uh, you know, somebody who's this evil, manipulative, scheming monster, right? And makes out salespeople to be evil, makes out entrepreneurs to be evil. Like we have this weird, um, <laughs> this weird fetishism um, with, with, people who are successful in business, who generate a lot of sales, generate a lot of revenue, um, that we both love and we hate them. Um, here's the thing. Manipulation and persuasion are absolutely human nature. We're doing these all the time. We're doing it all the time. Like me putting on a certain outfit, I'm trying to manipulate your, um, your belief about me through how you perceive me through your visual senses, right? Um, the Like my development of my tone of voice, like my uh, choice, I spent a long time trying to remove filler words like um and ah from my speech. And it, it's not perfect, but I'm much more effective because I'm trying to manipulate your perception of me into someone who speaks with authority, right? And I'm trying to persuade you all the time, but I'm not the only person, you know, you get, you get, even the people who are telling you that people who are persuaders are evil are trying to persuade you of the perspective that persuaders are evil. Think about that. The people who are trying to persuade you to believe that salespeople are evil are themselves selling you the idea that salespeople are evil. Um, so in Western culture, we've ended up with this weird this weird dichotomy that um, on, on one side, many of us see people who are effective at selling and persuasion as villains. And also we have this strange fetish for them. It's, it's kind of the same as, as uh, Westerns, Western society's perception of sex. Like it's a terrible thing and we also are obsessed with it, right? Um, and there is, there is just this, this grand hypocrisy of this that even you take you take somebody like an like an academic institution, and I know that's not somebody, but uh, you take an academic institution, and 
If you show up at a college, they look a certain way because they want you to perceive it as a certain way. They want to persuade you to come and take part in the culture and the process of going through this academic institution. There is manipulation and persuasion going on all over the place. To get students to buy into the system of higher education, to get families to buy into the system, to get society at large to buy into the system of higher education, right? That is manipulation and persuasion. The question is, the question is, is it being done for good or for evil? It is a hypocrisy to, from that ivory tower, attack people. <laughs> Um, for being persuasive, for being, you know, for manipulating responses. So what it comes down to is, you know, is selling evil, um, is persuasion, is copywriting evil. Uh, Joe Polish actually had this great video. I'll make sure to include a link in the description to this as well. Um, called Is Selling Evil. And it was one of the things that I thought about in the context of this. He had this quote from Dan Sullivan. Selling is getting someone intellectually engaged in a future result that is good for them and getting them to emotionally commit to take action to achieve that result. Selling is getting someone intellectually engaged in a future result that is good for them and getting them to emotionally commit to take action to achieve that result. So critical to all of this is this future result that is good for them, right? And that was the point that, that Joe made, that was the point that uh, Dan made, is that um, if your focus is helping them get a future result that is good for them, well, then you're probably not being evil. You, you can be persuasive. You can manipulate their emotions to get them to emotionally commit to take that action. And if that is good for them, now, of course, you can argue, like, how do you know it's good for them, right? You can argue that, right? Um, but from the context, I mean, you could, you can argue, how do you know that anything is good for someone, right? How do you know that higher education is good for someone? Well, there's a lot of people who are feeling like, um, after a lifetime of trying to pay off student debt, that higher education was not good for them. Right? <laughs> so how do you know it's good for them? Uh, you, you want to, that's a question that you should be asking yourself, right? as the ethical persuader, as the eth ethical marketer, as the ethical manipulator? That's the question you need to be asking yourself. But this whole process of selling, um, whether in person or in print, one-on-one -on -one or uh, to a larger audience, it's about getting someone intellectually engaged, uh, meaning you're, you're giving them the idea of an action they can take, right? And getting them to emotionally commit to taking that action to achieve the result, right? And selling is not evil when you are working to get them to uh, commit to something that is good for them. So what's advertising? Well, Claude Hopkins and scientific advertising, well, he called it sales, salesmanship multiplied, um, but you know, uh, updating the language, it's sales multiplied through media, meaning um, any advertising, any copywriting, any marketing, uh, simply what you're doing is you're capturing selling messages in media and then putting it out through, uh, through that media to influence a larger audience, right? So it's the same, you know, it's the same fundamental question. Is selling evil? Is copywriting evil? Is marketing evil? Um, yeah, I mean, uh, you're, you're operating from the same perspective. Now, I, in the context of all of this, I, I think about J. Abraham's strategy of preeminence. Um, and J. Abraham really focused um, in the strategy of preeminence on, number one, you want to become the preeminent authority acting in your customer's best interests. Uh, number two, supporting their best possible outcome regardless of your benefit. So 
Uh, an example that I like to give for this is when I sold IT training, um, we had really ugly training. <laughs> like it was really ugly. It was it was old screen capture technology with the instructors writing on um, writing on little tablets, but it wasn't touchscreen. It was like the tablet was on the table and they were looking at their writing on the screen. And so it was messy handwriting on these whiteboards, screen capture technology, and they would they would explain these uh, concepts from Microsoft networking, Cisco networking, etc. Um, and so it was really, really ugly training. But the instructors were the people who Microsoft and Cisco hired to write the exam questions to put together the uh, criteria for certification for these different certifications. And so these instructors were among the best in the business. They were you know, total subject matter experts. And as the salesperson for that training, I would adopt the strategy of preeminence. And I would explain to someone, you know, if they are an IT professional and they're trying to get the certification, if they value the quality of the instructor and the instructor's understanding of the subject matter and ability to communicate that, we worked to develop the best training in the business. On the other hand, if we had like a training manager for a large corporation come to us and ask us about it and they see the training and they see that it's ugly, well, their value was often, is it pretty PowerPoint slides? Is it pretty video, right? And so that customer's best interest, that training manager was often, hey, I can't buy ugly training. I have to buy stuff that, that looks polished, right? And so that training manager, I would direct them to a competitor. I would direct them to a competitor because my focus was understanding their particular training. Now, I didn't necessarily think that the people who would use the training would end up with better training going to the competitor, but I knew, I knew that I could spend all day trying to convince that training manager otherwise. And they're not gonna listen to me because their particular best interest, that training manager who was my customer in that case or the prospect that I was speaking with, their best interest was getting pretty training. Right, And I understood the IT training market. I could direct them towards somebody that would serve their particular best interest. But for the most part, my strategy of preeminent selling was, hey, I'm going to help you find the training that is going to deliver the best content and the best understanding of the subject matter. Right, And so that was supporting their best possible outcome regardless of your benefit. And in the context of selling, you could hardly argue that that approach is evil. Like, I'm just trying to say, what do you want? What do you need? How can I help you get it, including, but not limited to, buying my product, my service? So the real question at play, like the real question at play in the context of all of this um, is around this language, manipulation of desires and the ethical breaches involved. Manipulation of desires and the ethical breaches involved. So you will manipulate desires. If you are an effective salesperson, copywriter, marketer, etc you will manipulate desires. You will, um, you, will, you will bring out desires in the course of your communication with people. If you're involved in any human communication, you are manipulating desires. Yeah, I, I mean, you just are. The fashion that you wear manipulates the desire of the people around you to um, interact with you, right? And if, if you question that, go, you know, get really dirty, um, and dress in torn up clothes and go try to interact with random strangers on the street. Your outfit, whatever it is, is manipulating desires, right? The question is, is it an ethical breach? 
So what will you do? You know, what are you going to choose? What actions are you going to choose to take if you are getting involved in copywriting? Are you going to make ethical breaches in the course of manipulating desires? And typically that's going to be based around that whole idea of is the outcome that you're trying to get the, the customer um, to achieve. Like spending money is not a bad thing. People want to spend money all the time. There's so much money that people are spending every day of the week, right? So if you think that getting them to spend money is a bad thing, people want to spend money. You want to spend money like you do. That's not the bad thing. It's, are you, are you lying to people? Are you deceiving people to get them to give you money that you don't earn through fulfilling on whatever it is that you promise to them. So what will you do? What will you sell? Are you going to sell quality products, quality services? Are you going to sell products that deliver on what is promised or not, right? Who are you going to work with and for? Are you going to align yourself with, uh, with you know, marketers and, and business people who are of questionable ethics, who are more about taking the money from a particular audience than delivering value to that audience? Or... Are you going to be working with marketers who specialize in delivering value and getting paid accordingly, right? What lines will you and won't you cross in the course of your copywriting, your marketing career? And those are a lot of decisions that you can make. Um, copywriting itself, selling itself is a fairly neutral thing. It's not good or evil. Money is not good or evil. Like there's so many things in in, in life that people ascribe good and evil to when really it is how people interact with those things that becomes a, a, a positive, a productive, or a negative and destructive force, right? So you can be destructive with copywriting and marketing and persuasion and selling, or you can be constructive with copywriting, marketing, advertising, persuasion, etc. So uh, your call to action, how can you use this lesson? How did, how you know, what's your reaction to this? Let me know. You can let me know in the comments, etc. Don't forget to like and subscribe so you can get more content like this delivered to you. And if you have a question that you'd like to uh, have answered, check the link in the description uh, to ask me your question. So with that, I'm Roy Fur. This is Breakthrough Marketing Secrets. Remember, um, I'm here every day helping you increase your copywriting, marketing, and business success. Um, including on Mondays with these Mailbox Monday questions. And uh, if you're subscribed, you will get the next one. And I'll see you then. I'll see you soon. Bye. Thank you once again for tuning in to this daily episode of Breakthrough Marketing Secrets. Remember, check out the links with this episode for even more value. Now make sure you like, comment, share, subscribe, and engage in every way you can to keep this show going and growing and delivering daily value to you. I'll catch you soon for your next big breakthrough.